Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from the Studio C. Oh, see, senor. It is a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And to kick off a brand new week, a day late, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Us, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, tanned, rested, and ready, back and better than ever. Honorary, honorary general manager, perhaps the greatest man in the history of mankind, Joey Chestnut. Oh yeah, we'll have to listen to the highlight as he set a new world record hot dog eating. How can he be getting better at that? As he gets older. Like LeBron James with eating hot dogs. Um, I blew off two fingers and lost an eye. So if you've been keeping track over the years, when we come back over 4th of July, I've lost 37 eyes and about 90 fingers. Over the years. Over the years. Thank goodness for the finger donor program in your county. Yeah. Big finish. Crank her up, Michael. This is an intermation party. If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. It's a high standard. Um, I think this is the first Fourth of July in my life that I did not set off any fireworks of any kind of my mm-hmm. own purchased fireworks. I think it's the first time ever. Too tinder dry, huh? No, I was just we uh, we traveled and we were uh, flying around and going various places, and I just wasn't home. So ah. I don't think I've ever traveled on Fourth of July in my entire life. Hmm. It always seemed like a home holiday for me. So, uh, we, uh, one of our stops, so we watched the fireworks in San Diego, which I'd never done from like by the water, and that is the best fireworks display in America. And if you have not been and checked it out, make that a high priority to do so, because it was freaking awesome. 
And the setting is just amazing. Yeah, so. it's great. Except for, what was it? Was that like four or five years ago when all the fireworks went off at once? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. That was a mistake. Um, but, but, was, <laughs> but we learned from it. So we went out on our friend Dave's boat uh, early, and we were out in the water, and we watched the Navy SEALs do their thing where they jump with the American flags and stuff like that. And it, very, oh. very cool. And very patriotic and lots of lots of American flags and lots of patriotic music and all that sort of stuff and cheering our soldiers and stuff like that. And it's so different from where I live. And it just and it just, you know, it just reminded me there are plenty of pockets, if not half or more of the country, where patriotism and the U.S. flag is still okay. As opposed to, you know, if you open up the Washington Poster and the New York Times on Sunday, it was all op-eds about the symbol, the, the national anthem. Should we really be singing that? The American flag. Is it time for a new flag? I mean, it's just all that sort of stuff. Right. In your, you know, your major media of uh, just kind of a shrinking, shriveling, cringing, embarrassed to be us sort of thing. And then to be around people who are cheering, you know, uh, soldiers who are trained to kill others with American flags was awesome. Yeah, not just people, but droves of people, counties full of hundred millions of people. Well, as we know, the media looks at the the America haters through the telescope, the, the normal way you use a telescope. Then it flips it around to look at those who are patriotic and love America, and it, it minimizes it. it. It turns it into a tiny fraction of what it was, as usual. It's like we were talking before we went on vacation. There are a number of topics where the reality is wildly different than, than the mediascape reality. Right, so now, like the Washington Post, what was the most recent? Oh, so Mother's Day. So if I'm going to read op-eds in the Washington Post, it's going to be about, should we really call it Mother's Day? It's birthing, what do they call birthing people? Now? Birthing people, and, Day, and, yes. And, and, and articles about how it's really wrong, the, the the patriarchal family and the family structure is wrong and that sort of stuff for Mother's Day. And get to Fourth of July, it's all about how the, the flag and the national anthem are wrong. And it's just uh, uh, some of our leading um, uh, news outlets are so out of step with everything. It's just amazing. That didn't go on when I was a kid. You know, I consider myself a bit of a wordsmith, a crafter of the English language, but I just, I hate you, you suck, is all I can come up with. I just, you suck so bad, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I hate you, you suck. Yes, this beautiful, incredible experiment in self-governance has fallen short of its its uh, its goals and is imperfect, of course it is, but man, we're trying like crazy, and please do cite for me the Valhalla, the, 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 the Wonderland, the Utopia, where they're getting it exactly right please you have the floor so great britain is opening up today england is opening up they've been wearing masks inside and out all this time they're finally... oh, what, what's all this <laughs> so they're uh they're ending their mask mandate among other things with cases hospitalizations and deaths all still rising oh boy they're uh they're pulling back because um, they just feel like it's time, and they got to get their economy going at some point. So now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The the rise is at levels that are a tiny fraction. Oh, yeah. of the, the height of the thing. Oh yeah, but yeah, it is yeah. concerning. You know, I'm not whistling past the graveyard. So you're not still talking about the Delta vi- uh, variant, are you? Wow, are you yesterday's news? <laughs> it's all about the Lambda variant. What? The Lambda variant. We skipped right over. Like, uh, what's the G one? Gamma. Fears arise that Lambda COVID-19 variant from Peru may be resistant to vaccines. I don't know. That sounds like clickbait to me. Yeah, I did some research on it. There's, it, it. It's like when other variants have come on the scene. They don't have proof that it's not 
Ah, uh, right. So they have to go with could be, which is right. a little misleading. Right. No proof that squirrels don't carry the COVID-19 and could kill your family. Right. Uh, but it is emerged in Peru last August and is now being blamed for the country having the highest pandemic death rate in the entire world. Yikes. It definitely spreads faster than any of the other vi- variants. Whether or not it uh, kills more people, well, it does kill more people by spreading because faster. It, right. Yep. But whether or not individually, if you get it, if it's worse, or if it's resistant to the uh, vaccines, that is certainly not known at this point. But they do have the highest death rate in the world, and it has spread to 30 other countries already. So yeah. that is that is the one we got to keep an eye on, the Lambda variant. One thing that's indisputable is there could be another nasty chapter in this. I don't think anybody you know, disagrees I read with that. that, and I thought, boy, did, we, did I, did we, did we all just exhale a little early? Before the the variant that spreads around the world lightning fast that you can't stop with the vaccine hits, uh, I hope not. Uh, partly that I was reading some old uh, literature. I was reading Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf, which was right after the 1918 pandemic. So that gets referenced a number of times. Ah, and, yes. and that had hit the world, then receded. And everybody thought, well, that was pretty rough, wasn't it? Then it came back with a vengeance and killed 60 million people worldwide. So you're saying perhaps we exhaled too long. But, Jack, don't we have to exhale before we inhale again to hold our breath? He says, as if that's somehow wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, your, your headline of the day, by the way, we can't bury this lead. Unexpected penis roils Koreatown. Stay with us. Live team coverage. Which Koreatown? Uh, L.A. Okay. Yeah. Well, although it could have happened in any Koreatown around America. The threat is real. Stay with us. One more thing on the pandemic. Um, there was a, a guy who really, really didn't want to put on his mask yesterday getting on the plane. And I thought, oh, man, I'm going to be one of those planes. I'm going to be, I might be my YouTube video. It might be from my phone that makes, I mean, he was angry and large. Dude was huge. I'm guessing six, eight, three bills easy and angry about wow. being told to put on his mask. Mm. And uh, he was on the phone with somebody and yelling about, uh, and I actually gave him the thumbs up at one point. Oh boy. <laughs> Encouraging oh, but not him. Not helping. <laughs> he was, he was the last guy on the plane and, uh, several people had told him to put his mask on and he just ignored him. And he was on the phone loudly on purpose so everybody could hear him talking sure. about how stupid it was to wear a mask. He said, they're all about the science when they made us put the masks on, but apparently science doesn't matter now that the, now, and that's when I gave him the thumbs up. I said, I'm with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He said, you're with me. I said, yeah, I'm with you, although I had my mask on. Oh, boy. I don't want to get kicked off the plane. But I thought, this this guy, is this is going to be one of those eight stewardesses uh, wrapped oh. around his legs trying to bring him down sort of situation. But oh. he, he calmed down. He wore the mask. He wore it like the chin diaper, as they call it on South Park. He didn't put it up over his nose or mouth, but he kind of did it enough. He did it enough that he didn't <laughs> get kicked off the plane, and he did it enough that the stewardesses who were afraid of him could claim in their own minds right. that they'd gotten him to comply. That's an odd compromise, <laughs> though, is. if you think of it. Yeah. It really is. Cause it Sir, we're going to need you to getting back to the Courier Town sketch, uh, story, rather. Sir, you need to cover your genitals. How about I pull my pants up to my knees? <laughs> so you can claim he put his pants on, yet I still show my genitals. All right, we can agree. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm John.
Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, July 6th. We do have a lot of news to catch up on. It's the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I just didn't know what to do at the time. There's a lot of damage to the facility. So that's the explosion in Los Angeles. So they come. Is that what happened there, Michael? They confiscated a whole bunch of explosives from a guy, uh, and uh, as they were trying to set them off, um, it uh, hurt a bunch of people. Damaged we're going to have a stuff. controlled explosion of the fireworks. No one's in danger. Well, it turns out they were more than they thought, or more powerful than the coppers thought. Yeah, we'll have more on that story later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Really good. Really good. Folks have been uh, working over vacation, unlike me. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. I have notes going clear back to last, no, not last, we were off all last week, like uh, the, the week and a half ago. So I have nothing. I've been blind drunk for 10 days. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Of course, I'm working one-eyed with only a few fingers. So all that, all that on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Saw man Biden bombed uh, Syria and Iraq a little bit over the weekend. Uh, Last week while we were gone, um, Iran was mounting drone attacks against our troops and allies, so we uh, did a little bombing. And i got to believe at least a little of it was to uh, to let the the good, uh, the good bad people of Afghanistan know eh, we're still in that region and can still bomb people whenever we feel like it, uh, if you're wondering. Uh, hmm. We'll talk more about Afghanistan coming up here in a little bit, as that uh, we pulled out of the big Air Force base, we're leaving, haven't gotten all the translators out yet. That, that story goes on. And the plan sounds awful weak to me, but we can discuss that at length in a bit. That, among other topics, including our headline story, Unexpected Penis Royals Koreatown. Stay with us. Mm-hmm. Mailback. Oh, right. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Jeez. And it's your uh, own format. You I interrupted know. the format after 20 years. I know. I know. All right. I know. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Going back to the always productive well of Thomas Sowell. The feeling that the government should do something has seldom been based on a comparison of what actually happens when government does and when it does not do something. It's so clearly true, and uh, why it's not more discussed, I don't know. Why why we never weigh in on any of these projects after they've been running (laughs) for a while and say, hey, how did that work? Nobody ever does that. It's like some it's an idiotic sitcom where every time the, the wife says, do something, the husband punches somebody in the face. But she, she just keeps saying, do something, because it's the catchphrase. Mm. But it never ends well. You know, speaking of soul, I just absolutely love this quote. Do racists care whether someone black is married or unmarried? If not, then why do married blacks escape poverty so much more often than other blacks if racism is the main reason for black poverty? He asks. Interesting question. Thomas Sowell asked that. That's interesting. He did. Yeah. Mailbag. 
this is uh, Aileen Anonymous uh, commenting on a story we did just before we took vacation that the city of San Francisco, I think, where was it? Seattle, has this enormous budget for porta potties for bums and junkies, and it costs them a hundred thousand dollars a year for a porta potty. Well, Aileen writes, I'm a public school teacher. I'm paid half of that. So I'm not half as valuable as a stinky, dirty porta potty? Wow. Yeah, I got sure. some uh, tales from the world of homeless coming up later. Mm. Let's see. Here's a note from Chris. This reminds me of this meme of when Bill Maher says, You're no better than people of the past. You just came later. Newer generations always think they're smarter than the previous. And here's uh, here's the meme. If you think you're smarter than the previous generations, 50 years ago, your vehicle's manual told you how to adjust the valves. Today, it reminds you not to drink the fluid in the battery. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's funny. And true. It is true. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. What was the example of that I heard just last night? Some some, some crazy thing like that. But, yeah, uh, that's a lawyer thing. Sure. Yeah, that's that's true. That is a good point. Although young people are uniformly stupid. We can all agree on that. <laughs> no, I kid. I actually just had a wonderful visit among the many family coming and going through our house uh, over the last week or so. Uh, little D was home for a few days. Uh, my 21-year-old. Oh, man. So great to see her. She's my buddy. Anyway, uh, moving along. Yesterday, July 4th, we went to SeaWorld San Antonio, right, San Antonio, Dave, to do a few rides, come home. Blah, 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 blah. I, too, went to a SeaWorld to watch them uh, abuse killer sharks for our entertainment, <laughs> according to people. Killer, killer whales. Killer whales. <laughs> do they have killer whales anymore? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw them abs- with my own eyes. Uh, you're, you're Erica. Absolutely nearly every man, woman, and child was unmasked. Tens of thousands, uh, maybe a 100,000 outside of park employees. I'd say under 100 people were wearing masks. Uh, people are done with restrictions, he writes. Oh, da, da, da. Paolo, between COVID vaccination and immunity from natural infection, were likely not terribly far from her, herd immunity. Most of the unvaccinated comprise the population least at risk. The last remaining boogeyman in this story is the variant from hell. The longer COVID's kicking around, the higher, we hope, negligible probability that the variant from hell emerges. Uh, maybe we should just uh, call that the VFH in the future, because that's what we're all keeping an eye on. Yeah. Which might be that uh, Lambda variant. Or might uh, not. You know, I should give him credit. His title, his t- subject line is Surge to Purge the Scourge. That's well pretty good. Played. Well, well played. So yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Remember when the Blackfish, I think, was the name of that documentary that came out about mm-hmm. the orcas and how they are abusing them at SeaWorld? And I remember it may get a lot of attention, and everything like that. For some reason, in my mind, I thought that they stopped doing that. But then I went and watched it and paid a great deal of money, me and the kids, to watch uh, orcas jump in the air and uh, flip around and stuff. They got dolphins doing that too, still, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but what? What I, I'll have to revisit that. Somebody yeah. remind me what, what was what was I supposed to be horrified about? It seemed very charming, and we all cheered and laughed and had a well, good time. I, they're enormous beasts held guess, in uh, watery cages. It's horrible if you think about it. They looked very. So don't think about it. They looked very happy, and they ate an awful lot of mackerel. So, <laughs> mm, uh, mackerel. Af- Afghanistan, among other topics, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You look at the security situation, it's not good. The loss of terrain and the, and the rapidity of that loss of terrain has, has to be concerning. One, because hope actually matters and morale actually matters. And so as you watch the uh, Taliban moving across the country, uh, what you don't want to have happen is that the people lose hope. So um, we're talking about Afghanistan and how the Afghan forces are uh, surrendering in droves or running across the border. Taliban is grabbing land like crazy. That was General Scott Miller, the U.S. Afghan commander, by the way, with a realistic view of the situation. More on that in a second. A couple of things I need to tease for you. I have, among other things, uh, what is supposed to be the funniest joke of all time. Hmm. Wow. I just Googled funniest joke ever because uh, my kids are wanting to hear jokes. So I just Googled funniest joke ever, and I came across some nominees. And some of them aren't that funny, but the funniest one is pretty funny. So Plus, we'll have that I've been, coming up. 
I've been uh, mentioning that an unexpected uh, male unit has roiled Koreatown in L.A. Uh, it is, it's a funny headline. It may be a, a sign of things to come as transgender folks are appearing more and more in places women don't expect to see male junk. Ooh, stay with us. Wow. Yeah. Um, it, it was crazy. There was a riot. Also, uh, a Russian group? Was it Russia, Joe Biden? Because if it was, you said something was going to happen. A Russian group with another giant ransomware attack over the weekend. we got to talk about that later. But first, let's hear from Jennifer Griffin a little more on Afghanistan. The Taliban now control the northern passage and border crossing to Tajikistan, where the U.S. just spent $40 million to create a customs crossing point for the Afghan government. Now the Taliban have a source of revenue to fuel their insurgency. The Pentagon is now negotiating with Uzbekistan north of Afghanistan to serve as a drone base in the region, now that the U.S. does not have the use of Bagram Air airfield north of Kabul. In terms of the thousands of Afghan translators and their families that the U.S. promised visas who have been facing death threats from the Taliban for their past work with the U.S. government, Congressman McCall says the U.S. is negotiating with Kazakhstan to serve as a base for them to wait while the U.S. processes those visa requests. Yeah, well, that negotiating better happen really fast, I would say. Beautiful Kazakhstan. Just cool your heels there for the three years it takes us to go through the paperwork. Over Lovely. the weekend, more than 1,000 Afghan soldiers fled into Tajikistan as Taliban extends control, Tajik officials say. The influx was the third wave of Afghan soldiers to flee into Tajikistan in recent days in the fifth and two weeks. According to the BBC, the uptick in violence prompted the top U.S. commander in Afghanistan to warn that the country could slide into a chaotic, multifaceted civil war and face very hard times. Oh, it will. And it yeah, will. That, that, that was him like putting the most positive spin. By saying it could, that was the most positive spin you could put on it. It is about to, like by the end of the week, be in a full-scale civil war, multi-layered and and maybe there's no way to leave the country without that happening. Uh, Joe and I were talking during the commercials of how we're uh, you know we're uh, of of mixed feelings about this. Sure, Captain Ambivalent reporting for duty, sir. I on the one hand don't want some sort of haven for Al Qaeda type groups, but that's leavened with how expansionist and anti-West and active is Al Qaeda these days? Because we've reduced our footprint in the Middle East so much over the last several years. So do we need to worry about that in the same way that we used to? I don't know. Do we need the strategic uh, resource of uh, Bagram Air Force Base? Well, apparently not, or at least the Biden administration doesn't think we do. Is Afghanistan fundamentally different from any other hellhole on Earth in which uh, Muslim fundamentalists ooch about? I'm not sure. That's my argument. There are lots of hellholes on Earth that are just horrors. And we don't ever talk about them or think about them or read about them. We just don't. Yeah, and there are plenty of fundamentalist Muslims there. Yeah. So, is the unfolding tragedy in Afghanistan being going to be excruciating to watch even from a distance? Yes. Will it be uh, oh, just unthinkable for the Afghan people? Mm, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. But I don't. I just don't know. Do we continue pouring trillions of dollars into an unsolvable problem? So I still don't understand why uh, some president, and there have been four presidents dealing with this, couldn't have at some point said, hey, look, we're giving up on the whole idea of making it a nice country, but we're going to keep a military base there. I still don't understand why we couldn't have done that. 
That seems pretty self uh, simple, easy to understand, and and reasonable. Um, let's hear. There's one more thing on this. Trey Gowdy had something to say on this uh, clip. Twenty one. There. Let's hear that. It's the old adage. I mean, we're, we're welcome to stop fighting, but that doesn't mean the war is over. And we need 750 people to protect our embassy in the airport. And, and you want to tell me that the country is thriving and safe for translators and Afghan women? I mean, 750 soldiers to protect our embassy? Uh, this is what my, my fear and my heartbreak is explaining to the American sons and daughters who lost their lives and their limbs and part of their, their youth in that country. What was it for? What, what was it for? See, I think that's a terrible argument, and I love Trey Gowdy. We had a war in Afghanistan where we crushed al-Qaeda. We, we hunted down Osama eventually. We uh, bashed up the Taliban. We made it infinitely clear that they can't harbor al-Qaeda. Then we thought, wow, to prevent them coming back, we're going to build a reasonable facsimile of a modern country. That failed. It did not work. So what did those American lives mean? They meant a hell of a good try at something that turns out to be undoable. And it's a damn shame, but that's reality. Yeah, but we knew it was undoable a long time ago. I mean, yeah. that's that's where Trey Gowdy has got a really good point. We knew, we knew we weren't doing it 10 years ago. True. Yeah, and we continue to try to protect politicians' uh, poll numbers, you know, for reasons that are a little too complicated now, to I get think, into. And I think they way overthink this. I heard uh, what's his name, the guy is the head of the the foreign relations committee in the house. He was on one of the shows over the weekend, and he's talking about it's politics driving this. I think I think that Biden. Trump, Obama, maybe early in Obama's term, politics mattered. But, man, it hasn't mattered for a long time. Nobody's paying any attention. You're not going to get dinged for staying or leaving. Nobody's paying any attention at all. Right. So the the idea that you have to do anything to stay or leave for politics is crazy. Nobody's talking about this. Well, something to look forward to is that during the next election cycle, when inevitably girls' schools are bombed and people are getting their heads sawed off and the rest of it, uh, it'll be used as a cudgel by the Republicans against the Biden administration, which is, remar- is terribly dishonest, but that's the way politics works. Well, we left Iraq like this, and then something called ISIS sprang up and, you know, took over a whole bunch of the Middle East, you know, whatever it was, the size of Texas, in like a month. Um, but I don't think the Taliban's planning on that, so... No, they just want to rule their rubble-strewn country like it's the year 1200. Yeah. And, and you know, with all due respect to Trey Gowdy, again, who I admire a great deal, him talking about, well, just because you stopped fighting doesn't mean the war was over. Uh, I think our war is over, and the alternative is a permanent client state where we're in permanent war against the Taliban forever or until the Afghan security forces get their act together. Ha, ha, ha. I'm reminded of in Vietnam, the Vietnamese don't say the Vietnam War, or the war in Vietnam. They refer to the French War and the American War and various other wars they've had throughout their time. The, the, the Afghanistan's going to look at our involvement as a historical period uh, of note, but, uh, you know, when it's over, it's over. Right, and uh, I feel like anybody who ever mentions our longest war or anything like that is by definition lying to me, uh, because it hasn't been a war for a very long time. Yeah, just repeating the cliche. Um, While we were on vacation, a transgender woman won Miss Nevada, the Miss Nevada USA pageant, making history, it says here. Well, making history for <laughs> a, a guy win a, a, a female beauty pageant? Yeah, I guess so. I tell you what, let's meet in 50 years. You show me the history book with that in it. Okay. Okay. And uh, she is a she at this point, as she has done uh, the whole thing. 
So uh, to be uh, uh, politically correct and fair, I will call her a she. But I still, I just, I don't, I don't know. Is it so beauty pageants? I guess. Okay. Well, as long as we're on the topic, tensions rose Saturday between protesters and counter-protesters in L.A. over a spa incident involving a transgender woman. Last week, a cisgender woman, that's a woman, complained to staff at We Spa in Koreatown after a transgender gal disrobed in a designated women's section of the spa. Quote, it's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls Mm. underage? Mm. The female patron asked staff in a video that went viral on the Twitter, he is not a female. You know, we really ought to have this video. Yeah, I watched it. It uh, She was angry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't blame her. I would have been beyond anger, angry if my little girl had just seen a penis in there. Yeah. Well, a staff member, a member responded, probably correctly, that the facility could not discriminate against the woman based on her gender identity, sparking further outrage among some customers. Another female patron was shown in the video demanding her money back, vowing not to return to the spa. Then demonstrators flocked to Wee Spa, some to protest against the unwanted penis, others to defend the transgender woman's rights. Exchanges broke out between the two groups, with some quarrels escalating to fist fights. One person transported to the hospital. Well, we're going to have to figure this out, ladies and germs. A woman suffered a severe testicular injury. You know, I'm reminded of this this tweet by uh, Sidney Watson, whose work I do not know. People don't get periods. Women do. People don't get pregnant. Women do. People don't breastfeed. Women do. Being female is not a feeling. It isn't frilly dresses, high heels, long hair, and makeup. I'm sick of seeing my sex erased and trivialized to accommodate everyone else. Well, we're going to have to figure this out. Well, a lot of us already have. Well, right, but uh, legally speaking, yeah, uh, we're going to yeah. figure this out. Well, you can't have people punching each other in the face in Koreatown every time a penis appears. I mean, it's just it's untenable. It's no way to run a city. On either side of the argument, whether you're pro-penis or anti-penis. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the funniest joke of all time, according to the Internet. You know, I'm both pro and anti. Depends on the setting. <laughs> I'm pro my own. Yeah. The context matters completely. It's like dogs. One is enough. Context. I don't want another dog. Context is huge with a penis. I mean, oh, like, oh. well, context is everything, really. Oh, see, absolutely true. Well said. Um, I do have the funniest joke, according to the Internet, of all time. <laughs> oh, boy. Which is a good tease, because, uh, you know, I would want to hear what that is. Oh, sure. It's pretty, i got to admit, a couple of the runners-up, I'd like, why, who thought this was funny? But the winning joke's pretty funny. Perhaps okay. you've heard it a hundred times, I don't know, but... Uh, got some texts on the whole 4th of July not being patriotic where they live or patriotic where they live. Depends on where you live and whether or not it's just, you know, it's it's a time when you just, you remember how amazing this country it is, it is and what a great thing it was for world history. Or you shrink and, and cower and are embarrassed for the flag and the national anthem. Like one of our uh, Olympia, Olympians who uh, turned her back on the national anthem. We ought to get into that story. That happened while we were gone, too. Got a lot of attention. So weak. Uh, but all that stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of the Olympics, which we were barely there for a second, 
The Summer Olympics start this afternoon or three weeks from now, or I don't have any idea when. (laughs) Eventually. Uh, (laughs) In Japan, where they don't want them. But perhaps the biggest star for the United States that was going to be like a household name, she is smoking the evil weed, apparently. So uh, we got we got to talk about that. Hold on for a second, though. Got the funniest joke of all time, according to the Internet. There you go. Oh, by the way, I hit my uh, my niece, uh, my, my older niece, who were in town to visit, with the uh, the timeless Internet question, would you prefer 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Right. She gave it a good, solid think, then announced to my surprise she was going to go with the horse-sized duck for the purpose of saddling it and riding it. No. Oh. Awesome. And it would fly around. We had a brief discussion of the uh, lift capabilities of, of, of horse-sized ducks, whether they could carry a human. But she's very skinny, so we decided, cool. yes, good plan. Um, So we spent, it was the longest vacation the boys and I have ever taken. We did four nights in a hotel, four nights, five days, longest we've ever taken. Uh, almost uh, made the whole trip without any uh, huge meltdowns, but uh, not quite. Mm. But anyway. Um, but at one point, uh, boredom had set in for some reason, and so I googled funniest joke in the world. Yes. And came up with a couple of examples. Some of them were, like, <laughs> translated from a foreign language, and it was hard <laughs> to tell in what sense it was a joke or even a sentence. Uh, yeah, Google Translate has its limits. Yeah. But uh, this, this was some sort of uh, algorithm came up with this. What's brown and sticky? A stick. Is considered by some people the funniest joke of all time, and I uh, <sighs> again maybe maybe in a different language that works better. Uh, this was considered uh, by one website the funniest joke of all time. Texan, where are you from? Harvard graduate. I come from a place where we do not end sentences with prepositions. Texan, okay. Where do you come from, jackass? <laughs> <laughs> I've always enjoyed that one. Yes, but this one is the one that made us laugh. <laughs> Uh, by one one website called it the funniest joke in the, of all time. Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing and his eyes are glazed. The other guy whips out his phone and calls emergency services. He asks, my friend is dead. What can I do? The operator says, calm down. I can help. First, let's make sure he's dead. There's silence. Then a gunshot is heard. Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, now what? <laughs> oh, oh, dark, dark comedy. <laughs> Dick Cheney there. Let's make sure he's dead. <laughs> I get it. Misunderstanding. Okay, now what? Oh, they're talking past each other. Is what happened oh, there. Oh. <laughs> um, so this really sucks. And I hadn't heard her name, but everybody was going to know her name here in uh, this afternoon or in three weeks whenever the Olympics start. Uh, Shakari. Is that how you pronounce her name? Richardson. She's got uh, flowing orange hair. One of those giant, outsized personalities, big, toothy smile lights up a room. Mm. Just fastest woman in the world. And, you know, that's also one of the marquee sports. We're going to talk about that hammer-throwing woman who turned her back on the National Anthem. But nobody watches the hammer throw. This is the 100-meter sprint, fastest woman in the world competition. We were going to win it with this giant personality that was going to be on every dang talk show and billboard in the country. Except she smoked dope. And that's illegal according to the IOC, and she no longer can run in the uh, in that race to be the fastest woman in the world. Um, and uh, AOC, uh, and I agreed with AOC on her on this, not for the same reason. Thought it was uh, that they should definitely reconsider their anti-doping policy since marijuana is legal 
in over half the states in the United States at this point. Then she went on to say the criminalization and banning of cannabis is an instrument of racist and colonial policy. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that, but it is kind of odd that it is legal in over half the states in the United States. And this woman at some point in the last month may have smoked marijuana a little bit and she can't run the race. Well, she said her mom passed away and she was grief stricken and sought solace in the evil weed as that is her her, her way to cope with that sort of thing. Try God. Not marijuana. Okay. Um, I, the know, Bible! I tried to get interested in this controversy. I just I think it's one of those, you knew what the rules were. You know, if you're incoherent with grief, then as a human being, you absolutely have my sympathy, and I'm really sorry this happened. I feel no need to deliver sermons. Do uh, you want to have the best runner in the world or not? I do. I care about America. Well, I stood and sang the national anthem the 4th of July. Apparently, you were bad-mouthing America as you want some other country That's to have the fair. fastest sure. one in the world. That's a reasonable argument to make. Uh, the rules are what they are. Change the rules. You don't like the rules, change the rules. You can't selectively enforce the rules based on, well, she's a nice gal and she'd have done great on TV. You can't Please, it's America. Ch- change the rules. And if I was Japan and wanted ratings, I'd want her running in the race, too. Here's another thing that happened with athletes while we were gone that is kind of funny. So my whole life, they have been arguing that college athletes should be able to make money. You've got these giant stars, and the university and others are making gazillions of dollars off their likeness, their name, their jersey, their number, and everything like that. They don't get to make a cent. So finally, the Supreme Court weighs in and opens it up. But all my life when they were making this argument, we all assumed it was going to be just the biggest star at your school and not just the hottest star at your school. And what happened immediately when the Supreme Court threw open the doors for college athletes to make money is it's not the big studly halfback at your college. It's some volleyball player girl you've never heard of in your life Ah. who happens to look like a model and they are the ones raking in the cash all of a sudden. You got these twins who play for Fresno State on the women's basketball team. Nobody cares about Fresno State women's basketball, except they're both really hot and they're twins and now they've got a giant following and they're making tons of money advertising stuff. Well, I know what I'm doing during the commercial break. Isn't that funny, though, that when the Supreme Court finally ruled, the whole nature of advertising changed completely. It's not about sports stars. It's about hot chicks. Exactly. Oh, man. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.